Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chapter 30 of A Treasury of Heroes and Heroines. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nissa Schmidt. A Treasury of Heroes and Heroines by Clayton Edwards. Chapter 30 King Albert of Belgium. The greatness of kings is not always proportionate to the size of the kingdoms they rule, and their fame does not run in accord with the breadth of their dominions, or the number of subjects who serve them. This has been proved many times in history, but never more conclusively than in the little kingdom of Belgium, whose present ruler, Albert I, has already won glory equal to that of any hero-king of any age. Until he was a young man, it was never expected that Albert would ever be king, for he was the younger son of the younger brother of King Leopold II. Much would have to take place before he could win the throne, and Albert, in consequence, was not trained for the severe duties of a ruler. But in the end this worked good rather than harm, for Albert received so thorough a military education that by practical advice and prompt action he was able to save his country in the terrible ordeal through which it passed. And as he had expected to be no more than one of the king's subjects, he had learned the ways of the people more intimately than he could have done if he had always been hemmed in with the restrictions of loyalty. When Albert was seventeen years old, his brother Baldwin died, and it was then seen that he might indeed become king, for Leopold had no direct male heirs. But this was not yet sure, for under certain conditions the king had the right to appoint his successor, and he did not decide to make Albert the heir to the throne until the prince married and had two sons who would ensure the permanence of the royal Belgian family. Albert was born in 1875, on the 8th of April. His father was Count Philippe of Flanders, who was Leopold's youngest brother. As a boy, the young prince received an education such as would be given to any cultivated, well-bred gentleman. But as it was customary for younger sons of princes to enter the army, particular attention was paid, as we have said, to his military training. The young prince attended military school, was drilled as a common soldier, and gradually worked his way up through the different grades to the rank of major. He was intensely interested in the profession of arms, and gave more than the required zeal and attention to its pursuit. Following his training in a regiment of grenadiers, and instructed by the most experienced officers, 
Albert was not only studious, but fond of all sorts of athletic sports and exercises. He frequently visited the Tyrol for mountain climbing, and later tried his skill on the most rugged Alps. He was fond of shooting and shot well. He was an excellent horseman, and his tall figure was frequently to be seen astride his hunter, which he managed with great skill. The possibility that he might become king had effected a change in the young man's character, who became more reserved and serious, ardently devoted to his studies, and eager to find out as much as possible about the lives of the people that one day he was to rule. He often lectured on military topics. He visited the mines and viewed the working conditions of the men that toiled incessantly underground. He watched the fishermen at work, and even accompanied them on their trips. He worked in machine shops and ran locomotives himself. To learn the secrets of modern shipping, he visited foreign countries and traveled in disguise as a reporter of a newspaper, paying calls on various shipyards and taking notes on what he saw there. In the year of the war between America and Spain, 1898, Albert came to the United States and saw President McKinley, and in his travels through our great country, he paid a visit to the great financier James H. Hill with whom he talked about the problems that had confronted Belgium, and from whom he doubtless received valuable advice. He was much impressed by his visit to America, and often talked about it afterward, and thought out means by which the modern improvements he saw in America might be applied to the people of Belgium. All this time, however, the prince remained unmarried, and King Leopold, who was growing old, was worried about the succession to the throne. Finally, he decided that as long as Albert was without issue, he might choose a different heir, which was a royal privilege in such a contingency, and his choice fell upon the Duc de Vendôme, who had married Albert's sister. But Albert, who had given no signs of attraction toward any one of the various beautiful ladies he might have married, was soon to fall in love and make a marriage that would gladden the heart of old King Leopold and please the Belgian people. Among other things that he had studied in his young manhood was the science of medicine, and a year after he came to America, he went to Germany to see the clinic of a Bavarian duke named Charles Theodore, whose skill as an oculist had made him famous throughout Europe. Albert visited this duke and was presented to his daughters, with one of whom, the Duchess Elizabeth, he promptly fell in love. The passion was mutual, and as the match was a good one from all points of view, the young couple were married in Munich on October 2, 1900, where a celebration was held in honor of the event. When the newly wedded couple returned to Belgium, no less than King Leopold was waiting at the railroad station to receive them and offer his congratulations. Leopold was now more predisposed in favor of Albert, and when a son was born, he was delighted. On the birth of a second son, the king made a speech in which he publicly confirmed Albert's claim to the throne and public attention was now focused on the prince who was to be king. Albert had no intention of meddling with political affairs until he actually should become the ruler of Belgium, and he gave scant encouragement to those who sought to sound him and find out what his future policies would be. While he surveyed all public affairs with a keen eye and attentive mind, he kept the public from knowing what he thought of them, and his mind seemed now as much of a mystery as his personality had seemed obscure, before it had been known that he was to come to the throne. Albert was greatly interested in the Belgian colony in Africa, and asked permission from King Leopold to visit it and make a tour of inspection. 
the king was unwilling to have the heir to the throne take so long and presumably so dangerous a journey but at last he consented and albert departed for africa and the congo where he spent three arduous months in which time it is said he walked more than fifteen hundred miles the colonists took a great liking to the tall reserved young man who studied all their interests and doings with such careful attention and the impression that albert made upon this part of his future kingdom was more than favorable he had not been at home long before king leopold died and on the twenty-third of december nineteen o nine albert came into his capital as king of the belgians after taking the oath to guard the constitution and preserve the territory of the belgian nation he made a carefully prepared and well thought-out speech in which he declared that the belgian monarch must always obey the laws of the country and preserve the law with the utmost respect and care and the first public appearance of albert as king added to the good impression with which he was regarded everywhere his liberty and privacy were now over and he was absorbed with the affairs of the country he had become so interested in the congo colony that he gave a great deal of his own money to better conditions there and to further medical research the queen was busy also with her medical skill she visited the various hospitals and engaged in many charitable enterprises that endeared her to the hearts of the common people it seemed that she could not do enough to relieve the suffering of others and the humblest of her subjects came to look on her as a member of their family and almost literally worshipped the ground she walked on the threat of war was still far off but albert who was greatly concerned over the state of the belgian army did all he could to increase his efficiency he was not only concerned with the military preparedness of belgium but observed that the germans seemed to be taking a firmer and firmer grip on his country german merchants and businessmen swarmed in brussels and it was not hard to see that german military experts were studying the topography of belgium and sending reports back to the fatherland the position of belgium was peculiar in many ways not only did it lie as a little and weak nation between the great armed powers of france and germany exposed to the advance of an invading army in case of war since it was the most convenient way from one country to the other but its position on the coast made it a favorable vantage ground from which germany might launch an attack on england What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely. And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit secumd.org today.